You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast with host Fifi Peters. As mentioned earlier, the uh, city of Cape Town is uh, taking further steps to take its power needs into its own hands and reduce the severity of load shedding uh, it experiences. Uh, So the city is offering uh, cash and incentives to anyone who can sell it. Electricity provided, uh, the suppliers do have the uh, correct credentials. So we've got Kadri Nasip, the Executive Director for Energy at the City of Cape Town, for more on this story. Kadri, thanks so much uh, for your time. Since making this announcement, I'm wondering if you have received any expressions of interests so far to supply you with your energy needs? Yeah, well, firstly, good afternoon to you and the listeners. Um, so, yes, of course, there's a lot of interest in the scheme, bearing in mind that it's an existing program that's really been expanded on uh, just to, I think, meet the mayor's uh, objective, which is to actually open up our marketplace within the city. Um, so we already have quite a few customers um, that are on the program, but the change that's been brought about is the ability to now actually absorb more power from these consumers than they're actually taking off the grid and then to compensate them through a refund process. So, in effect, uh, providing them a credit uh, based on their utility accounts. And then obviously there's a net credit that will get reimbursed uh, to them. Mm -hmm. How much more uh, power are you opening this thing up to now? Well, it's currently unlimited. So the only the only technical limitation will be the, the point of evacuation. So uh, if you were a residential customer, for example, and you were in an area supplied by a particular mini-sub, uh, we would have to partition that to some degree to allow uh, to have equal opportunities for other residents to feed back in. So it would be limited in essence by the size of the mini-sub and the transformer and what we could then accommodate. But in theory, uh, if we have enough evacuation points, uh, we will take as much surplus as we can get. The tariffs are, of course, published um, together with the incentive, the extra 25 cents on top of the uh, 78-odd cents, which is available already. And I think that's going to, I think, certainly assist in improving the business case um, for, for customers that are looking to install these systems. So you say the program is uh, uh, already uh, in, in, in place. It's already going, except you're just uh, making making the circle bigger, as it were. You're expanding it. So how how would you say things have been going so far? Well, the initial program has already delivered about 18 megawatts of projects that are connected to our grid. Now, out of that 80-odd megawatts, it's not all of that power that's been fed into the grid. Uh, obviously, a lot of that is being used by the customer themselves, be it a commercial customer or residential. Um, and as we go forward, now that we're able to, to buy back more power than they're consuming, uh, we're expecting certainly on the commercial side that we're going to see far more commercial customers come to the fore. Uh, we've gone out publicly already on an expression of interest looking at the commercial customers, so we have an idea of who wants to feed back power and who's currently in a position to feed back that surplus. And then for the residential sector, we're looking at perhaps later in the year to open that market up uh, once we have a better understanding of the impact that that additional uh, power that will be reverse flowing back into the network will have on our grid uh, at the end of the line. So a little bit of technical work that's required just for us to unpack 
the impacts, but certainly we're expecting that that will be opened up towards the end of the year, okay, if so, not sooner. All right. So when you talk about the residential uh, sector, you're saying that households that are also in the position to mm-hmm. supply the city with power will be able to do so once that program mm-hmm. opens up. Correct, correct. So it's part of the same program, but we started with the commercial customers because there's far fewer of them and it's easier for us to manage uh, particularly where they are evacuating the power from. So it, it helps us to be able to manage a smaller system. Obviously, the dynamics changes because now you have a lot of more, a lot more generators uh, generating smaller amounts of electricity, you know, in terms of the surplus that's getting to the good. Mm-hmm. So one has to compensate for the fact that you have so many uh, fluctuating uh, power suppliers coming onto the grid at a particular point. So it's just about managing that process uh, for the sake of the grid. That's why there's a bit of change in terms of the timing to allow the commercial customers first and into the residential. And then your envisioned impact on load shedding for the city of uh, Cape Town as a result of this program is what? And mm-hmm. uh, over what time frame? So the intention behind the program is largely to assist customers to improve the bankability of their projects, um, to allow them to have a level of self-reliance, looking at their own energy security of supply. It, it doesn't really contribute that much towards the city's efforts to mitigate load shedding. We have other projects um, that are in place, uh, for example, in better generation, which is uh, mainly solar projects that will be connected directly to our network in the city of Cape Town. Uh, they will be awarding up to 200 megawatts, and that project is still in the valuation phase in terms of attendance. Then we have demand response, looking at the uh, management of load, and that in particular looks at user load control, and they will be looking to mitigate up to one stage of load shedding by reducing demand by 60 megawatts during winter and 45 megawatts in summer, which is equivalent to one stage of load shedding. And then you've got the dispatchable energy tender, which is a large one that looks at power supply from all over the country. And that's also intended to be larger scale projects and they can feed in power when it is required. So it's effectively what we'd call base load and so it's available throughout the day. And the pricing will, of course, be different to solar uh, and we'd be looking to absorb as much of that as we can afford. Let's put it that way. And that will hopefully add up in total to about four stages of load shedding. Uh, by about 2025, 2026, uh, and give us a level of uh, resilience in terms of load shedding. Mm. How much is this going to cost you, and uh, how, how are you uh, planning to fund it? Well, if I look at the FSEG program, I mean, that's uh, effectively based on the tariff, which is equivalent to the avoided cost of ESCOM uh, at that point of the day. Uh, the only added uh, cost component is the incentive, which is about 25 cents per kilowatt hour. Uh, that currently equates to about 12 to 13 million rand for this particular financial year, but obviously that will grow as the number of customers grow. Now, the largest scale project, if we look at embedded generation and we look at solar, the idea is to purchase, uh, as I said, up to 200 megawatts. The pricing for that should also then be commensurate with the avoided cost, which is the pricing we would have paid for the equivalent power in the day from ESCOM. So there shouldn't really be a net increase uh, in terms of embedded generation. Uh, for dispatchable, yes, there will be an added component, uh, and that will be because you know, have to pay a premium for a supply of electricity that is firm and reliable. So that premium still has to be determined based on what is tendered, 
and after that you'd be looking at the mechanism to uh, to pay for that. And that might be a small surcharge that, that is up to our political leadership to decide uh, together with the residents and so on as to what is palatable. Um, but also it might be out of a different mechanism, a funding stream that will be in the city. So that has to be decided upon still. But in essence, one can anticipate that there would be a small cost or there will be a cost attached to this. But the benefit, of course, is the load shedding mitigation. Okay. So uh, if I've understood you correctly, it could cost a little bit more for residents to get their power needs. But the uh, benefit of the added cost is the fact that they'll have constant power. Absolutely. Well, at least up to stage four, let's put it that way. I mean, if you look at steam bus, now we use the pump storage plant quite effectively to mitigate up to two stages of load shedding. Um, the, it comes at a price, of course, because mm-hmm. we do use the pump storage plant uh, to generate revenue. And when you take the units out of service uh, so that they can be used for mitigation, there's obviously lost revenue uh, attached to that. So, But we... We forego that revenue because of the positive impact it has on customers. Um, so as you can imagine, some of the other interventions will actually cost us because there are new supply-side options where Steambrush is an existing facility. So the avoided costs there are slightly lower. But we would certainly aim to reduce the impact on the consumer but still give them the maximum benefit in terms of mitigation. Okay. Uh, Kadri, thanks so much for uh, giving us that detail. Uh, Kadri Nasip, uh, the Executive Director of Energy at the City of uh, Cape Town, shedding more light on the city's plans uh, to increase its level of power security. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.